0: Welcome to Clear Thinking Out Loud, written and narrated by Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge. Hi, I'm Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge and welcome to why telling people how wonderful they are isn't always a good idea and how too much praise can make you fail. So praise is wonderful, isn't it? I mean, when someone praises me, when that happens occasionally, I get a lovely warm glow inside and feel great. And they say that the quickest way to get around someone is to flatter them. And you've probably enjoyed being praised in your time too, or I hope you have. And maybe you've also had that slightly uncomfortable experience of being praised for something you thought was just you doing your job. Or for doing something perfectly ordinary and unremarkable. And that discomfort points to some interesting aspects of praise. Is it all? it's cracked up to be? Is praise all it's cracked up to be? Can praise actually make you less successful? Now, first off, I have to say that I'm all for positive motivation. You know, letting people know they're doing or have done well is vital sometimes and really important. And no one likes to be criticized all the time and only told what they don't do well, but never told what they do do well. Okay, that's a horrible way to relate to someone. Constant criticism can feel like bullying. And if you never get any positive feedback, you can fall into the uh, self-doubt and despondency of low self-esteem. But as with all things, it's the balance that counts. And this is not just um, common sense. Research also tells us that excessive and constant praise can actually be damaging to self-esteem and personal effectiveness. Praise and self-esteem. So the so-called self-esteem movement that came to prominence in the 1980s and, and 90s would have us believe that praise and positive encouragement is something that you can't have too much of. If a little praise is good, then a ton of praise must be even better, right? But the theory is that to raise self-esteem, we must tell each other how wonderful we are all the time. Okay, A constant diet of positive reinforcement and encouraging affirmations will, so the uh, adherents claim, make us academically smarter, persuade us to come off drugs and get us to perform better on every level. Constant praise will lift the self-esteem of the whole world and make everything better. However, like many other oversimplified and over-applied ideas, before and since it doesn't quite work like that. And in some ways, as I'll explain, it backfires in a decidedly um, destructive manner. Think of praise for a moment as a kind of food or medicine. No one would argue that healthy nutrition or necessary medication is a bad thing, but it's also clear that what's good for you in a small or measured dose could be bad for you if you have too much of it. You know, we all need um, a correct and balanced dosage of food or necessary meds. You know, too much food, no matter how healthy it is, can make us sick. One headache tablet may help your head feel less sore, but a hundred tablets will not make you feel 100 times as good. Okay, quite the reverse. So everything requires appropriate dosage from exercise to allergy pills. And it's the same with communication, including, of course, praise. What strength of dose is required? How often should it be administered? Constantly praising someone to the skies can make them addicted to praise and not feel they can do anything unless it's Uh, fueled by constant praise. Addiction to praise can be as destructive in its way as any other addiction. It can make uh, people incapable of doing anything effectively without that fix of praise. It's a little understood fact that too much praise can be really bad for children, for clients, for patients, and yes, for you and me. So the unintended consequences of excessive praise. In a study first published in 1998 in the journal of personality and social psychology, if see reference one, children were rewarded for simply doing their own thing, you know, sort of drawing and playing and so on. But when the rewards were discontinued, the children tended to lose interest in the activity itself. So the only really good thing about it had become the reward, and they'd lost something else. They went from being satisfied with the intrinsic reward, the enjoyment of doing the activity for its own sake, to contingent reward, doing the activity for the sake of the external reward. It was only worth, worth painting that picture if I got rewarded for it. So contingent re- reward reduces the appeal of the intrinsic reward. The children stopped seeking satisfaction from the activity itself and started expecting it from a source outside the activity, such as the praise of an adult. Okay, So that's why you're doing the activity for praise, and that's the only reason you're doing it. If this outside reward wasn't forthcoming, they'd lose interest in in the activity. So expecting praise for doing things can pretty soon make that thing seem not worth doing at all if you don't get that praise. So it makes people dependent on praise if there's too much of it. But there's an even bigger danger in becoming addicted to praise, the dangers of exceptionalism. The late great Dr. Milton Erickson used to say that he was wary of overpraising his patients for doing things they should be doing anyway. He found that giving too much praise to a patient for uh, starting to work or socializing with friends or being polite in public sent the message that what they were doing was out of the ordinary, that it was in some way special or exceptional. Whereas of course, what they really needed in order to live a healthier life was to assimilate such patterns of behavior as normal every day and not especially praiseworthy. So I don't expect to be constantly praised for not mugging old ladies. Okay. Uh, this isn't to say that we shouldn't acknowledge positive changes in people, but overdoing the praise could be dangerous. And this is something that often isn't examined. This is because if we imply that something is exceptional, then that makes it the exception to what is actually normal. Me mugging old ladies You know, uh, me being praised for not mugging old ladies implies that mugging old ladies would be more normal for me than not mugging them. Okay. So rather than saying something like, wow, that's amazing. You managed to meet your friends for coffee this week. You're so brave. Okay. We, we might, uh, you know, and and that would imply it was almost, it was an amazing event and almost by definition amazing events are not the norm. We might rather say something like, you know, it's good to hear that you've started meeting your friends for coffee. That's a much more normal way of living than staying shut in your your room all the time. Okay, so we are giving them positive feedback, but we're not showering them with with praise uh, for doing something that just should be part of their normal existence. So here we acknowledge the good steps, but emphasize its normality, reinforcing the idea that being stuck in one room by yourself is a less normal state of being. Okay, Meeting friends for coffee shouldn't be the amazing, reality-defying exception. In parts of the um, UK, the Education Maintenance Allowance, the EMA, uh, was paying young people up to £30 a week for attending classes. Not for passing exams, not for learning, just for turning up. And this benefit is intended to make it easier for young people between 16 and 19 years of age to continue in education, which is a praiseworthy social aim. However, many college teachers have reported seeing more disruption in classes, from EMA recipients, some of whom don't appear to feel under any obligation to learn anything while they're there because they're getting their money anyway. They're rewarded for the exceptional effort of getting their butt into the classroom, so why make any further effort? So being rewarded, whether with money or over-the-top praise, for doing things you really should be doing anyway, can diminish genuine motivation and seep and sap enjoyment from a a pastime you were just doing for its own sake. Excessive praise might be well-intentioned, but it can work against your and other people's genuine best interests. Counterproductive results. Imagine a self-harmer, maybe someone who cuts themselves with a blade or smokes cigarettes. This person routinely harms themselves. Now, if a self-harmer starts to resist this self-sabotaging behavior, that, of course, is an excellent thing. But if you try to encourage them by showering them with excessive praise for not doing what they shouldn't be doing anyway, this encouragement carries a malign subtext. Essentially, it says what you are doing, not self-harming, is very difficult and therefore extraordinary. And by extension, it would be more ordinary and therefore normal to just go back to the self-harming. Hugely praising someone for being strong and brave not smoking implies that it is and always will be a continual struggle requiring huge degrees of courage to not self-harm in that way. So I would much rather convey the message, great you've stopped smoking, now let's move on. But this is not just about stopping a negative behavior and engaging in a positive behavior. Consider positive behavior on its own. You know, those worthwhile things that we could be doing, like giving up time to help others or signing up for a course in some subject or skill, the kind of things that you feel you should be doing to be a better person. Imagine a person who would only ever consider engaging in such activities if someone guaranteed to keep telling them how wonderful they were for doing it. Okay, how genuinely effective would such a person be? Positive labels can do as much damage as ones. Excessively praising someone could actually make them less happy in the long term because it can diminish their capacity to find intrinsic reward in anything, which would be a massive handicap. We need to move on from labelling good actions and good behaviours as out of the ordinary, even if we are only doing this implicitly. Praising children for turning up to school or not being disruptive or actually handing in their home assignments is poor preparation for a life of real excellence because we're turning normal into excellent and genuine excellence thus loses its value. Making a huge deal out of anything someone achieves or attempts may just be encouraging praise addiction and being a praise junkie is an impediment to real success. The weird fact is that being positively labelled may be as detrimental to genuine success as being negatively labelled. This, in fact, was the conclusion of an extended study conducted by psychologist Carol Dweck and her team at Columbia to investigate the impact of praise on students in 12 New York schools. See reference two, And they found that kids who were praised for being smart stopped making an effort much earlier than kids praised for working hard. Okay. The students were all given an easy test consisting of a set of puzzles and were then given a single statement of praise, regardless of the actual results. Half were praised for their intelligence, okay, they were labelled, the other half for their effort. They were then offered a choice of two further tests. One of these was more difficult than the first test, but the researchers told the students that they would learn a lot from attempting it. The other was a simple test, very like the one that they'd done the first time round. And the children who'd been praised for their effort Overwhelmingly chose to tackle the harder test. Those who have been praised for their intelligence, told that you're smart, mostly chose to do the easy test. So why was that? Well, why would you risk losing that lovely praise, which seems after all to be the object of the endeavour, okay, um, by not doing so well and then risking losing that label? The trouble is empty praise can make looking smart more important than being smart. The self-esteem movement has focused on praising people just for being who they are. It didn't warn us of the possible dangers of doing this. How to handle praise. So here's the take-home message. Don't over-praise people or yourself for doing stuff you should be doing anyway. Sure, it's good I don't go around stealing from people, but it should also be my normal behaviour. So be discerning and selective with praise. And it becomes more valuable as well when you do that for the person hearing it, if it's not all the time. Ask yourself, am I being praised or praising someone else for normal human behavior? Focus on the normality of the desirable behavior rather than implying that it's an exceptional thing and therefore not something that can happen often. Don't expect praise for everything and don't always praise others, or you'll be fostering praise dependency and an inability to pursue excellence for its own sake. If you don't praise all the time, the praise you do offer has more potency. Focus on what is actually within a person's control, like hard work, rather than on nebulous labels and essentially meaningless characteristics. You've worked really hard implies that Success was something they could consciously influence. Telling someone they're fabulous for completing something gives them no meaningful information about their input. Sugar is nice, but a little goes a long way and too much can really screw you up. The right kind of praise at the right time and in the right quantity can help you develop the habit of excellence, but a diet of uncontrolled praise won't do you or anyone else any favours. For more information on praise and self-esteem, read my book, A Helping Hand. I'm Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge, and if you'd like to subscribe to my email newsletter, you can find it over at unk, that's unk.com, slash blog.